Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Hey friends, this podcast is actually a repurposing of a YouTube video that I recently did where I talked about why I do a one-day fast every single week. I know you're going to get a lot out of this. I talk about the benefits of intermittent fasting, having some sort of a fasting lifestyle. We talk about autophagy. We talk about taking a Sabbath and how important that can be for our mind, our body, and our spirit. And I also go over strategies to break a fast, how to schedule it in, and a whole lot, whole lot more. So I know you'll get a lot out of this, um, this podcast here. And if you wouldn't mind just taking a moment and leaving us a rating or review, that means the world to us. It helps us be able to reach more people. So your ratings and your reviews really count. And uh, Apple and all the other you know, podcast players rate those. And uh, that helps us be able to reach more people and influence more people to, uh, to practice healthy habits. So we appreciate you for taking the time to leave a rating and review and enjoy the podcast. Hey friends, today I'm going to talk about why I do a one day fast every single week. And this is something now that I've been doing for about two years and I've seen remarkable health results by doing it. And it's something that I found through many of my health mentors, people like Jack LaLanne and Paul Bragg. You guys probably heard of Bragg's apple cider vinegar. You probably heard of Jack LaLanne and his juicer, some of these um, well-known health pioneers. And they all talked about doing a one-day, 24-hour, and and maybe even like a 36-hour fast every single week. And I'm going to talk about why I do that and all the benefits you get from it. To start, you get improved immune regulation, you get autophagy and deep cellular healing, improved insulin sensitivity, hormone optimization, that means even thyroid hormone and sex hormone optimization, improved fat burning, enhanced mental health, reduced risk of chronic disease, and just a better emotional uh, balance, more emotional peace, and um, the ability to... um, in a sense, you, you strengthen your willpower as well, right? Your ability to go without needing a dopamine hit 
by consuming some sort of food is very, very powerful and crosses over into disciplines in other areas of your life. So a lot of benefit to it. We know that fasting is one of the best things for your immune system. It helps activate autophagy where you break down old cellular damaged cellular organelles and rebuild new healthy ones. It helps reduce inflammation in your body. We know inflammation is the underlying marker in every chronic disease. Fasting is one of the best ways to reduce that. It's really the best nutritional strategy. Eating, the act of eating itself is inherently inflammatory. You're activating uh, insulin. You're activating different inflammatory uh, compounds and different inflammatory agents when you eat. Fasting is inherently anti-inflammatory. It improves the microbiome. A lot of great, great studies on that. And it regenerates your immune system, your immune cells. So again, we know autophagy is self-eating. And so it's basically when your body breaks down older, damaged cellular organelles like mitochondria and the endoplasmic reticulum. And then reuses the raw materials to build new, healthier mitochondria, new, healthier endoplasmic reticulum. Um, and this happens throughout our whole body. And it's one of the best things we can do to help prevent cancer, to help improve our cardiovascular health, to help improve our brain, as well as all the organ systems and tissues of the body. It's literally how you clean up damaged cells in your system. Fasting is the number one trigger for autophagy. When we fast, we also boost growth hormone. And growth hormone is our quintessential anti-aging hormone. It helps to improve our sex hormone production. It helps to improve uh, our immune system, our ability to burn fat for fuel, to build a lean body mass, to improve our collagen formation for healthy skin, healthy joints, right? healthy bones. And so it's just very, very powerful for our body and we get that when we're fasting, we're gonna boost up this growth hormone. It also is very powerful for inflammation, like I was talking about, reduces inflammation in the brain, reduces in these inflammatory interleukins, like uh, for example, TH17 cells, interleukin one and interleukin six, helps reduce those and increases your T regulatory cells, which reduce autoimmunity and uh, inflammation that damages your own self tissue it helps improve leptin sensitivity and adiponectin production, which helps your body burn fat for fuel and reduces inflammation. And it improves your microbial diversity. And I've talked about that on previous videos where it helps improve acromansia, mucinophilia production, and helps your body basically um, have a better, you know, your, your, your microbial, your microbiome has a better food pyramid. So rather than just feeding uh, these larger bacteria, when you fast, you actually help feed all layers of your bacteria. You have basically like three different layers. And the bottom feeders are the ones that live in deep within the, the gut mucosa, like acromansia. And you're helping to feed that. And that's associated with reduced gastrointestinal inflammation, um, reduced leaky gut and autoimmunity. So a lot of great benefits from that. Now, ways to do a one-day fast. You could do something like a 22 to 24 hour fast, which is where I typically am. I'm very lean uh, and this just works great for me. And I, I end up doing it actually two days a week. So I do the five to fast uh, in a 22 to 24 hour fasting range typically. Now I've definitely done 36, 42 hour fasts. Uh, for me personally, 
I think just because I'm so lean, they don't work as well. Um, I feel like I start to lose some muscle mass when I do that. Um, but for somebody that's really looking to burn fat for fuel, if you've got a lot of extra body fat on you, I'm very lean. I'm like 8% body fat. So I'm extremely lean. You can see every muscle and striation. Um, so I don't have as much reserve. Whereas somebody else that's looking to burn fat, more fat for fuel, ramping it up to a 36 or 42 hour fast. Like let's say you eat dinner on Saturday and then you don't eat again until lunch on Monday, for example, that would be like a 42 hour fast. So for me, I'm doing a 22 to 24 hour fast and I'm doing the five, two fasting. So I usually do lunch on Wednesday and then I fast until lunch on Thursday. And then I usually do uh, just fasting dinner to dinner on, from Friday to Saturday. Or if I don't do that, I'll do lunch on Saturday and then fast till lunch on Sunday. Something along those lines seems to work great for me. Another benefit of a one-day fast is it's in a sense like a Sabbath. You know, in the Bible, it talks about how God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it and rested. And, you know, in our society, it's so easy to work seven days a week and keep ourselves just grinding seven days a week. Uh, but God really, you know, in the Bible really talks about the importance of a Sabbath. Okay. And I think there's a lot of benefits to that. Um, just taking a day where you're not working as much, where you're focusing more on relaxation and sleep, reducing stress, um, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be spiritual. It certainly can be. For me, I'm a Christian, so it's a very important part of my life. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be. You can just be focusing on gratitude, um, you know, rest, uh, you know, just unwinding and maybe uh, practicing some of your hobbies things like that, going out in nature, doing, doing things like that can be really, really helpful. Um, and so that's, that's a great thing to be doing. And, you know, for my wife and I, we, we do sat Saturday is our Sabbath and, um, you know, we just really enjoy that day as a day, a day with family. We try to stay away from social media, um, and things like that. We just try to, you know, not work and not, not be on social media, but instead, be spending time with family, being outdoors. Um, both my wife and I do fasting. We will drink water and stuff like that, but we do some sort of fasting with that because we feel like it's just a really uh, great overall approach. Okay, and we, we we rest more. We take a nap that day. Um, we pray together more that on that day, and so I think these are all healthy things to be doing uh, with your one day fast. Now, for some people, they find that it's much easier to fast when they stay busy. <laughs> and that, I, I totally get that. Um, that makes a lot of sense as well. And I, you know, I do that as well, but, um, you know, also doing it as a part of just resting your body, your whole body by resting your digestive system can be really therapeutic and helpful as well. Now, what can you have on your one day fast? Uh, you can have water, um, depending on your goals, you can have black coffee. Okay. So if you're wanting to be busy, right. And be productive, have your black coffee. Okay. Obviously give you, you know, enhanced cognitive, uh, function when you're having that. Now, if you're doing it more like a Sabbath where you really want to rest, I think it's good to take one day a week away from caffeine, right? I think that's a really good idea for pretty much everybody. And so, um, you know, so doing that would be helpful, maybe some herbal tea, that you can do. Um, you can put a little salt in your water or salt in your on your tongue. I'll often do like a little bit of, of pickle juice or maybe just a little bit of salt from time to time. Um, some apple cider vinegar maybe in your water or lemon or lime juice in your water. Those, those are all fine. You can do those things. 
Um, that's no problem. Or you could even do a partial fast. Like if you feel like doing a full one day fast is just a little too extreme for you, you might just do broth, right? Like bone broth or green juice or something along those lines, right? There's multiple different ways of doing partial fasting. For some people, they, they put butter in their coffee, right? Or MCT oil in their coffee, something along those lines. And that works for them for their one day fast. For other people, they do a Daniel fast where they, they go away from all animal products just for that one day. And, you know, that works for them. Now, I think you're going to get the best benefit from doing a water fast, okay, during that period of time. However, you will still get a lot of benefits from doing one of these partial fasting strategies as well for your one day fast. Um, and then can you exercise? You know, you certainly can. And again, it depends on your goals. If you're taking it more like a Sabbath, probably not a good idea to exercise. You know, instead, just go out, take a walk, things like that. Um, if you're just really trying to rest your body. But outside of that, you absolutely can. In fact, when I do my fast, my Wednesday lunch to Thursday lunch fast, I usually work out either mid-morning on Thursday or midday, right before I break the fast. And that's usually the best thing to do is, is exercise right at the end of the fast, okay? And that will ramp up ketone production in your system. So you'll burn through that glycogen, really be burning fat for fuel. You're going to get a great release of growth hormone. You're going to stimulate more mitochondria production, higher levels of autophagy. So you can do that. Um, and then you can supplement right afterwards with like some branched chain amino acids, uh, or you know, take a pro have a protein shake or do something along those lines, doing something to break the fast at the end. Okay, now again, with that fasted exercise, really not a good idea to do very long, long exercise, like more than an hour. You can see in this graphic, I say no more than 30 minutes, maybe up to 45 minutes, but I wouldn't go any longer than that um, in that fasted state. However, getting a good workout in can be really helpful. I wouldn't do it the first time you do a fast, but as you get more experience with doing a 24-hour fast, then exercising at the end of it is just really how you take it up another notch. And so you'll get, again, a greater release of growth hormone, greater mitochondrial biogenesis, greater autophagy. So, you know, really good fat burning, muscle building. So a lot of benefits to it. But uh, again, not the first thing that you do Get your body comfortable adjust, uh, fasting for 24 hours before you add in that sort of exercise. Now, in the meantime, while you're trying to get comfortable, you can certainly go out and take a walk, right? Play with your kids, you know, just do some light activity. That's great. I think that's really, really helpful. You should always be looking for opportunities to get light activity in. So that's real helpful. And then best foods to use when breaking a fast. This isn't as important when it's a 24-hour fast. After 48 hours, so after like two full days of a fast, your digestive system shuts down. You stop producing stomach acid, bile, pancreatic enzymes. Your body uses that energy to, uh, to, to heal and to regulate cells and, and uh, regenerate itself. Now, if you're only fasting 24, 36, 42 hours, your digestive system hasn't shut down, but it might slow down a little bit. It might be in the process of slowing down. So it's still a good idea you know, for that first meal to possibly start it out with some easy stuff to digest, okay? Uh, maybe protein shake, that's usually what I'm doing, green juice, different things like that. You know, even if you're doing like a dinner to dinner and you're going to break your fast with like a steak and vegetables and things like that, a good idea would be to like have some sauerkraut like 10 minutes beforehand or chew on some ginger root or have some apple cider vinegar and water 
or, um, you know, something along those lines. You may even have like some bone broth or something that will help to slight, start to awaken your digestive system before you throw the steak in there. I think that's a really helpful thing and you'll get better results doing it. So it doesn't, again, give you like 10 minutes before, right? So that way you're just kind of waking it and priming your system and saying, oh, okay, food's coming in now. Let's, uh, let's rev this machine up and, uh, and get your system going. So again, all, uh, you know, these are just strategies to help you guys out and be more successful at this. But I really think that engaging in a one day fast every single week can be one of the healthiest things that we can do as, as a society really as mankind, uh, is to do something along these lines. I think it's really helpful. And then the other days you could do some sort of intermittent fasting, depending on how well your body handles that. And you may even have one or two days a week where you do more of a feast. Okay. So I like to have a feast day. Usually it's on Sunday and it's for two meals. Okay. In fact, Thursday and Sunday are a little bit more feast feast like meals where I eat a higher amount of calories because I'm not trying to lose weight. Uh, I'm really just trying to ramp up autophagy and improve ketone production and, and mental health, right? And just uh, cognitive acceleration, my energy, my brain. And so, um, so I still try to get, you know, roughly the same amount of calories, even though I don't count them. Uh, my body just naturally wants to eat more on Sundays, you know, so I'm eating lunch and dinner. And then uh, especially on Thursdays, because Thursdays I do an intense workout after a 24-hour fast. And so usually uh, Thursday and Friday are higher calorie consumption days. And then I fast again on Saturday. Okay. And so, you know, you'll, you'll find your own cycle as you go through this. And I really just listen to my body. I don't count calories. I'm listening to the messages my body gives me. Um, I'm listening to the feeling of satiation. My body says I'm satiated, then I'm done. If it says, hey, I, I still need more, okay, then I'm consuming more food. So I hope that makes sense to you guys and hope this is a great training. So I would love to hear your questions, comments below. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, please do. Um, you know, that, that way you get access to all of my trainings and hit the bell button so you get notified whenever I go and have a new upload or go live. So anyways, guys, be blessed, everybody, and we'll see you soon. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.